Hello, and welcome to the Jesus and a Cup of Joe podcast, the show that brings you a conversation about Jesus, the Bible, and life. Here is your host, Royce Bottoms. Hey, I want to take this opportunity to welcome all of you to Jesus and a Cup of Joe. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to spend it with me. Hope and pray you're having a fantastic day. You've got your great cup of Joe and you're ready to go. All right, we're doing something a little different today. I am live streaming on Wisdom and I'm also doing my podcast at the same time. So um, if you're interested in listening to the podcast, you're more welcome to go over to JesusAndACupOfJoe.com. Take a look, take a listen, see what you think about it, okay? But as the... Uh, as the title says, we're looking at Proverbs 16, 9. This is the Saturday in the South edition. And now you guys on Wisdom, y'all are not familiar about Saturday in the South. Um, our streaming platform and the podcast are familiar with that, so I'll bring you up to speed. But 16, 9 out of Proverbs. The heart of a man's plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. All right. So let's look at it this way. The shortest distance between two points is a straight line. Can we agree? So if that's what we learn in geometry. But the problem is we often apply uh, geometric pre uh, practices to our lives. All right. So our plan in our heart is to do things our own way. But the Lord will establish our steps. Okay. And so... The thought that I want to share with you guys and really like drill down to this is this. We have all the plans in the world on what we want to do, okay? Um, we have plans for our future. We have plans for our kids. We have plans for our spouse. You name it, we have plans. But see, here's the issue. Our plans, if they do not align with God, then they're useless, okay? Because understand, when we're looking at a straight line, using geometry, for example, and you guys have heard me on the podcast and on Wisdom talk about myself when I went from point A to point B when God wanted me to get there and I bypassed and went to C, D, or F or whatever and I paid the price. We got to understand going from point A to point B is very important because that is what the Lord wants us to do, okay? When our lines get crooked, we get upset, we get disappointed, we get mad, we get frustrated. We play the what if game or only if game, right? We have regrets, we give up, we get depressed. Sometimes we feel guilty. We feel like we've let God down because we didn't follow his plan, right? God draws near to us and he draws near to us when we are being obedient. And now some of you that don't believe, will want to question that and say, okay, I don't understand. How does this God do this when I don't believe? Well, we're all children of God, no matter what. You've heard me to say that on both platforms. We are all children of God. And you must believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died for you, that he was raised uh, from the dead, and now he sits at the right hand of the Father. And so my whole purpose in life is just to spread the gospel, spread the good news of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. That is my only job that I have in ministry, is to tell people about Jesus, not to lead them to Jesus, because that is between them and the Lord, okay? So when we look at God's will for us, we look at it as a straight line, all right? But when we look at uh, 
what all he had in, in, in vision for us, sometimes it may get crooked. Maybe it gets a little uh, distorted. Maybe it gets a little out of the ordinary. So we got to figure this out. What makes it a straight line? Okay. I have always shared with you guys that the Lord has a plan and a purpose for each and every one of our lives. There's nothing we do going through this world that the Lord does not have a plan and or a purpose. Some will agree, some will disagree, but I'm just telling you, we have a plan and a purpose because Jesus went to the cross, he died for us, and the Lord's plan and his will will be done. Now, are we perfect examples of being obedient, obeying and doing the right thing? Absolutely not. All right. Man is the worst when it comes to being obedient. We have established our own thoughts. We've established our own um, personalities and we become defiant, just like our children. If you have children, you understand what I'm saying when I when I say, hey, look, your children will be defiant because they're going to challenge you. And that's what we do to God. If you think about it, we challenge God daily when God says, hey, you know what, Royce, I need you to go from point A to point B. And I say, nah, I like point D better. And I bypass and I get to D. Well, I may eventually get there, but I guarantee you that path will be rough. Okay. And so then what do I do? Who do I blame? Do I blame God? Oh, Lord, it's your fault that my path was difficult, that I had all these obstacles. No, because he told me point A to point B. I bypassed that because I didn't want to listen, just like the, the kids are in our lives. When you tell a child not to do something and they do it, it has a consequence, does it not? There's usually some type of form of punishment, whether it's a timeout, taking things away, maybe a spanking, however you govern your house. Same thing applies in a spiritual sense with the Lord, because as we as children of God don't follow what the Lord has in store and what his vision and what his plans is, we pay the price. And sometimes it's paying the price of um, stumbling along the way. Because the other aspect to this of, of drawing um, near God and us trying to make our crooked lines of life is the fact that we do have the devil out here running up and down who is causing havoc and chaos in our life. I mean, think about it. If we were following the Lord 100%, I believe that half of the crap that you see in the world today would not be in existence. But if you take it a step further and we play the what if game, like I just said, what if Adam and Eve followed what Jesus or what God said in the Garden of Eden? What if sin never entered the world? What if the devil never had a chance to tempt us? What if, what if, what if? Well, here's the deal, all right? We could play the what if game until the cows come home, but at the end of the day, it's just like this. God knew everything that was going to happen, and he knows everything that's going to happen. Every one of you that are listening to me on Wisdom, every one of you that are listening to me on the podcast, God knows your thoughts, your hearts, and your desires. He knows your wants. He knows your needs. He knows everything about you. Now, with that being said, we need to approach when we're talking to the Lord. We need to talk to him like we know him. For the simple fact is, we are a child of his. We don't need to go to him and say, Lord, you know, this is Royce. You know, the one that you put. No, 
you don't need to do all that for the simple fact is this god knows each and every one of us all right he knows each and every one of us so if i look online right now i see miss uh miss betty and i see mr amazing online thank y'all so much for listening to me on the wisdom app and for taking time out of your day but let me tell you something the lord knows each and every one of you that are listening he knows your thoughts he knows your desires he knows your wants he knows your needs and he's going to fulfill them but see the other aspect to this of the the heart of a man's plan in his way but the lord knows his steps or establishes his steps here's the other drawback to this okay is the fact that god's timing is different than our timing and see people don't understand that and they don't want to understand that they want something right then and there they don't want to wait on it why should i wait on this god i need this now i need the winning lottery ticket now i need uh my bills paid now i need this girl or this guy to like me now. Well, a thousand years is a day to the Lord as a day it could equal a thousand years. And that's in the Bible. So we need to understand that, that we are on God's timing. And that is something we should always uh, understand and keep in our mind. Okay. So when we dig into Proverbs 16, 19, a little bit more, okay. In the hearts of human plans their course but the lord establishes their steps All right that's that's looking at the niv version um, the esv version is is what i first read we always try to plan our course because you know what we want to be in charge but see god already has a plan for us All right just like i wasn't going to do an episode today i was not going to work on my podcast today i was not going to get on wisdom today but god had a plan All right. He put this thought in my head. He put this scripture in my head and said, you know what? This is what I want you to go out and tell people. And I've done uh, episodes in the past where I talked on Proverbs 16, 9. But today there must be a reason why somebody who's listening must. There must be a reason. That's all I could say. So where do we go from here? What do we do? How do we follow God's will and his plan. First, we have to be obedient. But being obedient is something that we struggle doing because you know what? We don't like to lose control. We don't like to give up control. We have to maintain some type of of control or some type of of navigation um, in a sense because if not, we feel like we're lost. We feel like we are just a ship out there being tossed in the sea because it's just our human nature. All right, people have a, a tough time believing and trusting in the Lord. They they have a very difficult time doing that. And I don't I've never understood that. But looking back at it, I remember back in the days where I was struggling too as a young Christian because I didn't want to give up anything. I was like, uh, why do I want to do this? You know, what's the purpose of this? But at the end of the day, it's because I have to learn how to be obedient and obey and give full trust and faith. See, the thing is, is what people don't understand is uh, um, we are our own worst enemy when it comes to things, okay? So I want to bring another piece of scripture to uh, to you guys. And this is found over in Hebrews, it's 11.1. One. It says, now faith is the substance in what we hope for in the assurance of what we do not see. All right, so what does that have to do, Royce, with what you just said about, you know, God having your plans and he had, He knows your steps and all of this? Well, here's the deal. 
everything that we do for the Lord, everything we do for for God himself, we do it in faith. All right. Faith is the confidence in what we hope for, but the assurance of what we do not see. All right. So I've mentioned this on this on both platforms. All right. Let's look at Doubt and Thomas for a second. Doubt and Thomas, once Jesus went to the cross, he resurrected three days later. He came back and he spent about 40 days with the disciples to to get them ready to go out and to minister to the world. But see, Thomas, which was one of the disciples, did not believe that Jesus came back. And so with all the disciples sitting there telling him, hey, look, he's real. He came back. He goes, well, the only way I'm going to believe it is if I see it. OK, so I'm going to pull this up real quick um, because I want to make sure I 100 uh, percent uh, read it word for word. OK, because I don't want to leave anything out of the scriptures when I'm reading on this. So let me find it real quick. So I appreciate you guys being patient. Hopefully your your uh, your day is going good. I hope. Um, like I said, it's the weekend. I'm um, trying to enjoy some time before I have to go out of town because that is definitely coming up pretty soon. So let's see right there. It's going to be found over in John. Um, there we go. All right. So John 20, 24 through 31, okay? You guys with me? All right, it says, Now Thomas, one of the twelve, was not the disciple when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But when he, he said this to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands, put my finger where the nails were, or put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, the disciples were, were once again gathered up in the house. Thomas was with them, and through the, and the doors were locked. But Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. And Thomas said to him, My Lord, my God. And Jesus said to him, Because you've seen, you have believed. But blessed are those who do not see, but believe. Okay, and so uh, scripture, the, the 29th part of the scripture is very important. Okay, and Jesus told him, because you've seen me, you've believed, but blessed are those who not seen, but yet believe. Okay, so what does this mean? What does this mean? How does this all tie together? Because remember, faith is the confidence that we hope, have hope for and an assurance of what we do not see. All right. We have to step out on faith when we're following the Lord Jesus Christ. We have to do it by faith. We can't do it by, well, you know what? I need proof because there's a lot of people in this world. It's, oh, I need proof. Prove to me that God's real. Well, look around people. Look at the beautiful landscapes. Look at the mountains. Look at the sky. Look at the oceans and tell me God is not in control and that God is not a wonderful artist. But see, people want to argue with that. Well, I, I've never seen God. I've never seen this man named Jesus. Why should I believe in him? All right? Because just as I read out of Hebrews 11 and just as I read out of 20, uh, John 20, 24 through 31, all right, Jesus had told him, you know, blessed are those who do not see but yet believe. And see, people don't understand that. 
right? We can go through our life, we can go through the world believing if we choose to do so. We're believing because the simple fact is if you if you are a follower of Christ and you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, then you have hope, you have faith. You have hope and faith in something that you can't physically see, but you feel that you know is there. And that's what it comes down to. That's what's important is knowing that no matter where I'm at in life, no matter what is going through in my life, Jesus is there with me because I feel his presence. Okay. It's just like, uh, it's just like, let's see, I'm trying to find a good example for this. I guess it would be if you have children, you know your children's there with you. You feel your children in in the room with you, in the presence of them being with you in the room, whether they're there or not, because you feel that, because you know that. It's something that you you know and you, you know from the senses of your body. It's the same thing with following the Lord. It's the same thing with understanding that God has a purpose and he has established our steps. Every one of you that are listening on both platforms, the Lord has already have a plan and steps designed for you, and you are on the road of adventure. That's pretty much what I call it, because you're going through the steps, you're going through the motions, you're you're going through this adventure that God has laid out for you, plain and simple, okay? So we got to understand when God calls us to go from point A to point B, we need to follow that. When God says, hey, this is what I need you to do, we need to follow that. When God says, not right now, but wait, we need to be patient and wait, okay? And that's something I have not touched on yet, but I'm about to. Because some people, and you guys heard me once again, I've said this multiple times, people who don't believe in God, who don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, they want to put a, a stigma on God and say, you know what? He's a really big bully who always says no. I've never had God tell me no. I've had God to tell me not now, but wait. And that's usually because, you know what? He has something in store for you. Kind of like if you've ever seen the uh, the cartoon meme that's out there. Um, I think it floats around on social media where a little girl's holding a teddy bear and Jesus has a larger bear behind his back. And he's like, give me the little bear. And the girl goes, no, I love this bear. I don't want to give it up. But not knowing that God has something bigger in store for us. And that's the way we are in our life today. All right. There's things in our life that, that God has blessed us with. We don't want to let go. We don't want to let go because you know what? We don't, we don't want to let go of this. No, Lord, you gave this to me. Why are you taking this away? But really, it's because he has something a little bit bigger, a little bit better in store for us. And so we need to have the faith, the hope, the confidence to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. When Jesus says, you know what? I've blessed you with this, but I need this back. We need to be obedient and say, okay, Lord, here it is. We don't need to be looking for the blessings because the blessing will come. All right. So many people, unfortunately, go out here looking for a blessing. Well, I'm gonna find this blessing because, you know, if I do what I say and I tithe my money and I'm good to the to the poor and I do all of this, I'm gonna get a huge blessing and I'm gonna get a great return on my work. Well, that ain't the way God works. He doesn't sit there and say, you know what? All right, Sally, you're out here doing a great job. 
I think I'm going to bless you four times more than what you are. But you know what? Here's Johnny over here. He did one thing extra, so I think I'm going to do six times. No. Our, our works don't save us. Our works will not get us into heaven. All right. We're called to go out and to work, to testify, to, to spread the gospel. And that's our job. So what do we do about this? How do we handle all of this? It's real simple. First and foremost, for anyone who do not, who does not know Jesus as their savior, that's your first step is to come and have that relationship with Jesus. And if you are a follower of Christ, but you're having trouble believing, you're having trouble having hope and having faith, especially in today's time, you have the opportunity today to go to the Lord and start talking with him and say, Lord, I need your help. Guide me on these steps. But listen, be willing to obey. All right. And also something I've always tried to to warn people about is this. Be prepared for what you ask. All right. The Bible says, seeking you shall find, knocking it shall be opened to you, asking it shall be given. People don't understand when they ask for something and the Lord blesses them. Sometimes they don't want it. Okay. Lord, I need it's like me one time. All right. I made the biggest mistake in my entire life, ladies and gentlemen. I had this crazy notion that I was going to pray to God to give me patience. And my patience was tested time and time again. And that's something I've never asked for. Because let me tell you something. You will learn patience. You will learn these things. But it's going to come with you being tested time and time again. And I don't know about you guys. I am not patient. I am, I am not a patient person. All right. I'm a point A to point B. Let me get there as quickly as I can. I want to get this over with. Just like if I get in a conversation with somebody or I get in a discussion or it turns into an argument, once everybody said their piece, I'm done. Move on. Case closed. I got more important things to do. But unfortunately, there are people in this world that have to, I have to stew on this for a minute. I have to think about this for a while. I have to do this and I have to do that. Me, I'm already done. I'm moving on. And I find that to be true in a lot of people that I deal with because I'm moving on to the next subject. They're still on that that subject from the past. All right. And the way I look at it is I'm in a race. I'm on this earth. I'm in a race. I'm only here for a short period of time. I got to I got to move. It's time to go. You know, I ain't got time to sit here and wait and, and let everybody stew on things because you know what? All we're going to do is keep harboring up the old stuff and keep churning it. And we're never going to let it rest because that's what the devil wants. The devil wants confusion. Somebody asked me one time, they said, why does God confuse me so much? Well, God is not the author of confusion. That's written in the Bible. That is scripture. God is not the author of confusion. That's Satan. Satan. Satan is the father of lies. He is the author of confusion. He is all of this that is sitting there whispering in your ear day in and day out. Now, it's up to you to turn off that noise and start following the small, still voice of the Lord Jesus Christ. Or you can sit there and listen to the noise of the world and follow them and be like the prodigal child and be out somewhere where you're away from everybody and you realize, oh, man, I have messed up. So then you get a choice. You get a choice because this has always been a choice. Just like with Adam and Eve, it was a choice. God told them, do not eat of the forbidden fruit in the Garden of Eden. This tree in the dead center, don't touch it. 
But you got a choice. Do I follow him or do I do what I want to do? And you get the serpent whispering in your ear and the next thing you know it, boom, both of them are guilty. And then their eyes are awakened and then they realize that they were naked and now they're hiding from the Lord. And, and God says, why are you hiding? Because we're naked. Who told you you were naked? Well, because, and I love this, the man automatically blames the girl. Well, because woman gave me this thing to eat. Well, guess what? You're supposed to be the head of the household as the man. So that was your fault for eating of it. Okay. And that started the downfall of man. And it's been like that ever since. See, people don't understand. The devil knows that the end game, he's lost. When Jesus went to the grave and he was able to stomp out this, this Jesus, the son of God idea, the devil thought he won. But in three days when that stone rolled away, he knew that he was in trouble. All right. And ever since then, he knows that he lost the war. He keeps the battles going by collecting as many souls as he can and trying to turn people away from following God. Because if he's able to do that, he can keep hell stocked with a lot of fresh souls. And see, he loves to take Christians and attack them. Okay. And I've said this multiple times. Christians, we have the largest target on our back. But you know what? I would not trade it for nothing in the world because I'm proud to be a Christian. Because think of it this way. If you are not a believer in Christ, or even if you can remember back on the days that you didn't follow Jesus, how many times was the devil messing with you? How many times did you have bad days? How many times did things go wrong? Probably didn't. You know why? He wasn't worried about you back then because he already had you. When he started messing with you is when he worried because you turned your life over to Jesus and started following Jesus. You didn't have to worry about following him anymore. And so that upset him. So to round all this up, to bring all of this, it's like this. All right. The Lord knows exactly what the plan is that he has you on. Okay. It's up to us to listen, to be obedient, and to follow what the Lord is telling us. We can sit there all day long and we can argue with him, but it ain't going to matter because at the end of the day, his will will be done whether we like it or not. So it's it's in our best interest to to follow what the Lord Jesus has in store for us and, and do all of that. OK, so um, for the wisdom app, as all of you guys know, in the podcast is hearing this. Let me go ahead and do my shout outs because, you know, I always love to give a few shout outs to my listeners. All right, Miss Betty, welcome. Mr. Amazing, thank you so much. Marcy, welcome. Uh, God's Daughter Ministry, thank you so much for listening. Philip, welcome. Uh, Mr. Brian, welcome to the show. Uh, Mr. Smith, welcome to the show. Uh, Michelle, welcome. Chris and uh, Doc, welcome to the show. Thank you all so much for taking time out of your schedule to listen to me, okay? I want to I thank all of you, and I want to encourage all of you, whether you're listening through the podcast, you're listening through the Wisdom app. Subscribe, follow, and share. Subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Share us with your friends and family. Because of listeners like you is the reason I get on here time and time again and I keep going. All right. And for all of you on the podcast, um, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule. Okay. So I will say this um, to both platforms. I will be on uh, Monday morning for the ride home or for the ride to work about 6 6 30 and for the ride home uh tuesday i'm gonna try it but thursday uh, wednesday thursday friday i'm out of town if i get a chance 
While I'm up in Philadelphia, I will try to do some streaming at least through the Wisdom app and uh, talk with all of you guys, okay? So, but but once again, thank you so much for listening. And uh, this is for the Wisdom. The Saturday in the South is a, uh, it's a YouTube channel that I do uh, as far as my streaming. I do a Saturday in the South. Typically, it's designed more around fall, but I try to do it all year round where I love just to to talk about scriptures. I love to talk about something that's called uh, uh, soapbox. This is where when I have things that get on my my mind or my heart or or I just need to get on my soapbox and vent, that's what I do. Also, we have something that's called um, front porch gossip because being a country guy, I remember back in the days of sitting on the front porch, drinking iced tea, listening to everybody talk and gossip about one another. But it was the way of life. And so I tried to encompass all of that into my show on YouTube for the simple fact is I want people to come and be comfortable. I want people to come and sit down and listen. And maybe it'll strike up something in your in your heart or in your mind, okay? Because I grew up in the country. Not all not everybody grew up in the country. They grew up in the city. But you know what? There might have been days where you're sitting in the city on the front porch, on the front stoop of a city, on a city street, talking with some friends with neighbors, and it may be able to draw back some old times of, man, I remember when such and such said this. So that's Saturday in the South. Now, once we're in the fall time, I love talking about college football because I am an SEC guy. Go dogs. Uh, my dogs were able to be national champions once again, so we're two-time champions. I'm pretty excited about that. All right. So listen, I'm going to get off this thing. I'm going to get ready to shut down everything. But once again, thank you so much for taking time to listen to me, okay? So as I get ready to wrap this up, it's real simple. You always start your day with Jesus and a cup of Joe. God bless. Hey, this is Royce from Jesus and a cup of Joe. Are you in the market trying to find a great gift? I'm not sure what to do. Why don't you check out my friends at Artisans Woodwork 73? They are your one-stop shop for all of your wood needs. They do handmade cutting boards, cheese boards, stovetop covers, you name it, he can make it. So why don't you check them out, artisanswoodwork73.com. And if you use the promo code, hashtag Jesus and a Cup of Joe, you can get up to 10% off your order.